Shabbos Daf Hey. Yes, you heard right. We are holding today in Daf Yudzayin, but I'd like to go back to Daf Hey. One of the biggest concepts that we have in Daf Yomi is that if you miss a Daf, don't try to make it up. Jump ahead and do the Daf that Klai Yisrael is doing. If you fall behind a few Daf, and it might happen in our situation today with Corona, you might not be at your regular shear. Don't give up. Just start where everybody else is. Write it down, and when you have the opportunity, come back and do the daf. So on daf hey, the Gemara is discussing the concept of yad. In the Mishnah, where there's a poor person in, your, in the Rosh Hashanah who brings an item into Rosh Hashanah and places it in the hand of the Balabayas, the person standing in the Rosh Hashanah. He did an Akira and then an Why is he chayiv? The hand of the Balabayas is not four tfachim by four tfachim. And the Gemara makes many attempts until it finally comes to a conclusion. The Gemara's first attempt is, on Dafei, that is, we have Allah, if you take a ball and you throw it to the catcher, and he catches it in his mitt, you are chayiv, because you did the Akira by throwing it, and the Hanacha, the catching of the catcher, that's your Hanacha. You see from here, that even though the mitt is less than four Tvachim by four Tvachim, you are chayiv. Says the Gemara, you're right. That's a great Raya for Hanacha. But where does it say that the Akira, if you pick up an item from the Balabais' hand and you bring it into Shusarabim, you're also Chayev. It doesn't say anywhere that the Akira could be from an, a place that's less than 4 by 4 In addition, how do you know that the catcher's mitt is not 4 by 4 So Rabbi Abba has another attempt. Perhaps you're talking about baskets. When he put the item in the Balabais' hand, it's referring to a basket and you have to read it as basket, not hand. Well, that would be very difficult because Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Yudha says if a person has a basketball hoop in Rosh Hashanah and he has a basket on top and you throw a ball into the basket, it's as if you threw it into Rosh Hashanah. So you see a basket, it's a Rosh Hashanah by itself. So the Gemara has another attempt. Perhaps this hand that the mission is referring to is referring to a hand that's really close to the ground. It's within three tefachim of the ground and then you can invoke the concept of Lavad. Your hand is like part of the ground and the ground is obviously four tefachim. The issue with that is that it says in the mission that he's standing up. How does his hand reach the floor? Well, perhaps he's leaning over. Perhaps he's in a pit and his hand is by the surface of the pit. Maybe we're talking about a dwarf. Says Rabbi, that doesn't make sense. The mission is talking about all these interesting cases. Therefore, Rabbi comes up with the final shot. A person's hand is considered halachically four by four. So going back to that case that we said, a guy throws a ball into a catcher's mitt, he's chayef. He did a kirna If the catcher gets up and moves towards the pitcher, then the pitcher is potter. Because it's shnaim shasu. All the pitcher did was the akira, but the hanacha is not where he wanted it to land. Somebody else got involved there and made a different hanacha, and therefore they both did this hamilacha, and they're both potter with their eyes. Ask Rabbi Yochanan an unbelievable question. What happens, and I saw a video of this being done actually, if a person takes a ball and throws it, let's say he tosses a football, and he runs really quickly and catches his own throw. In a way, he's acting like two different individuals and perhaps he should be partner. Or maybe no. He, two, he is creating two different malachas. It's one person. And therefore, he should be chayiv, and the Gemara actually remains in a teiku. If a person puts his hand into his friend's backyard and grabs water, 
And then he put it back. He's chayev. And the chiddushes, that water that's laying on top of water, is still considered as if it's laying there, because all water is one. But if you have, let's say, a floating walnut, that's not part of the water, and that's not a hanacha, that's not a, it's resting place, and therefore you're not chayev. A person who received rain as it was raining in his hand, that's not considered as if he did a nakira, because what's the difference if his friend put the item in his hand and we said that's not considered nakira, or it came from the sky, that's not considered nakira. What if he pushes the water with his hand, that's also not considered a nakira, because it didn't come from a 4 by 4 place. Now if, let's say there's a roof on a slant, so it sort of slows down the descent, but that's not considered a stoppage. Whereas if it's an item like a Megillah, that it rolled down the roof, but it came to a stop, that's considered as if it's not. But water that continues to move, that's not its resting place. The Gemara says, what about a walnut inside a small little boat, a cle, a vessel, that's on the water? Do we view the walnut as if it's in its resting place in the vessel? Or perhaps because the vessel is still on the water and it's moving, they, they are both not considered in their resting place, and the Gemara remains in the table. If you have oil that floats on top of wine, and somebody who's Tomei, Tzvul Yayim, who went to the mikvah, but he's waiting for the evening, and we're discussing Truma, touches the oil, is it as if he touched the bottom wine as well, because it's liquid that's above liquid? Or perhaps we view each liquid as an individual entity. The oil is by itself, and the wine is by itself. So according to Rabbi Yechim and Nuri, they're both connected, and if you touch one, you touch them both, and the both are Tomei. And according to the Tanakama, no, they are not connected. If somebody is, has food on him, like on a knapsack, and he keeps on going back and forth, he's not chayim until he makes a short stop. What kind of stop? It has to be a stop that he stopped for rest. But if it's stopped just to readjust the load, that's not considered a stop. If that's not considered a stop, then the reverse is true. We could use that same logic, but to his detriment. In other words, a person is chayev if he walks in the Shusarabim four amas. What happens if he's walking two amas and he stops to readjust his load? Since it's not considered a real stop, so then when he continues and he gets to four amas, he'll be chayev. Because what happened was he, he walked four complete amas. The fact that he stopped in the middle, that's not considered a stop. But if he stopped to rest, then he's not chayev for walking Dalad Amis and Rishon because he didn't do it in one shot. The stop was a real stop. And the same thing Rabbi says in the name of Rabbi Yechonon, that if a person lifts up a chayfetz, he lifts up an item, and his intent was to put it somewhere in his house, and then he walked outside, then he never did an Akira, because in order to be over an Akira, an Oitzah, you have to have intent to lift it up in order to take outside. But over here, his intent was to lift it up and put it on the shelf. Therefore, he's not chayev. Have a wonderful, safe day.